Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, TalkingAlternative.com. We talk movies, comics, TV. We do all kinds of great things. We do it also uh, via Facebook. We do it via Periscope. I want to welcome uh, the Big Dog Inc. I know who that is. Tom Hutchison joining us on via Periscope. At Jersey Jedi, our latest patron joining us via Periscope as well. And I'm about to post this all up on a Facebook so you can join us via Facebook as well. Um, we got a great show tonight. We really do. We got in studio and we're going to do a little camera work here and there. Uh, Scott's in the background here, but um, we're going to do a little flip and we'll see how well that, that works uh, for us. We'll do a little say hello. Say hello. Oh, we're almost there for Scott. There we go. Say hello. How's it going? Hey. All right. Excellent. See, this is, this, is the, this is the stellar camera work ability of uh, Secrets of the Sire that we, uh, that we like to prescribe to. We are technology moguls. We are technology gurus. Um, we have our cell phone cameras just, just you know, <laughs> poised up here. As always, I got my trusty engineer, Sam. And as always, we're going to do some house cleaning first. Uh, Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by all of our beloved patrons. Um, that is our Patreon, uh, Patreon page. You go to michaeldolce.com, and it'll take you right there. We have our dedicated fans, Einar Peterson and Ashley Haikai. Our program director, Stephanie Dolce. Our producer, Steve Hovecki. Our Uber fan, Christina Dolce, who's my sexy wife, and she donated a lot of money for no reason, even though it's coming right out of our account, right back into our account, but <laughs> it, makes it, it makes it look good for us. And we want to welcome our newest program director, Brian Phillips, to the fold. Uh, Brian received a show outline today. See, so a $2 patron, you get a copy of the show outline. I actually didn't even give Scott, who's our guest, a copy of the show outline, but I give it to all our patrons. So that's, that's kind of like the best part about that, right? Um, the $2 get a copy of the show outline before we go to air and access to our library of interviews. So all the cool interviews I get to do with musicians that I don't really have time for on this show, I actually put it right, pump it right to the Patreon page. So the Chris Cornell info, the Kevin Bacon, I just posted the, the, uh, the Zach Brown band. Uh, the, the funny part is, is that we have Scott, who is, um, He's an editor at AM New York, but none of his opinions matter in any way, shape, or form, represent AM New York whatsoever. We got yes. that out of the way. Yes. Good. Thank you. Good. We got that out of the way. That's good. Um, but yeah, he's my editor, and he gets me these great um, you know, interviews, and we have a great interview potentially in the works. We're not going to say anything. We're going to announce it on our Patreon page. Hopefully, we get it. It'll be really exciting. $5 patrons get an exclusive live feed to the show and private chat where they can ask questions and talk. Um, you know, before we go live. So there's actually a live feed going on right now that Steve Hovecki could chime in. Of course, I, I kind of ignore it because I know he never jumps on, but it's there for anybody who's out there. So, <laughs> oh, That's right. I know. All right. Oh, behind the curtain. Um, and don't forget the Secrets of the Sire Facebook page slash Secrets of the Sire. Go check out our YouTube page. It's really a bitch to find because we don't have an, uh, an exclusive URL yet. Google, Google, by the way, I'm just going to interject. One of the hardest things to do to work with when it comes to like anything besides their search engine yeah. right like all their google plus pages like that's that's a that's a beast to have to handle the youtube like just getting like my own url i need 100 subscribers or i need to be verified i'm verified but i don't have the url invitation yet so i don't know what's going on with that so try to find us on on youtube it's slash secrets of the sire well it will be just find us and try to subscribe <laughs> to us so we can get this url and make it a lot easier um this is a call-in show so we want to hear we got people coming in uh, like I said, on Periscope, which is awesome. Uh, we've got six people at Death Troll just joined. Awesome. I'm assuming Espada Primera Stark is on. Give me a give me a, a, a little bit of love because uh, you know that user has been on the last three weeks in a row on Periscope, so we appreciate that too. All right, Scott Rosenberg, member. There we go. What up, Espada Primera Stark? Loyal loyal listener. I love it. That's what we like. We like we like regulars. We like repeat uh, customers. Um, it means we're doing something right, or they just—it's like a car wreck, and they like to see that every week. I mean, whatever. It, the point is—the point is—they're here, and we love them all. So, Scott, you are an entertainment editor. You've been in this business for a while. We're going to talk about a lot of things. So, everybody who just joined us, we're going to talk about Emmys, um, and, and no one better than the entertainment editor of a New York uh, newspaper than to talk about uh, the Emmys. We're going to talk about Marvel, Netflix. We're going to talk comics too, because Scott's a big comic book fan. So, we got a lot of great topics. So, chime in via Periscope. Uh, they're going to hit me with lots of different comments here and there. Uh, some of them are like, you, you look like ass. Um, I won't you know, say I know. that. I have a mirror. 
But uh, no, 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 not you look like this. Like I look. Because right now it's just staring at me. We're going to do a little flip flop, you know, at some point. Again, great radio for anybody listening. Um, but any, you know, they're going to they're going to definitely hit me up with a bunch of different things. So if, if at any point, um, I'll uh, I'll delegate appropriately. All right. So first things first, your background, your editor at AM New York. How did you end up getting there, and, and how did you end up getting into the New York media? Uh, sure. So I started actually down in Washington D.C. Um, I was. And my co- I went to American University. I was the editor-in-chief of the college paper there and did uh, managing editing and I was a music editor and wrote about film and whatever, and all the kinds of entertainment stuff. There. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first entertainment, uh, my first job in journalism was at the Washington Examiner, which I d- it might be defunct now or I went to a weekly. <laughs> um, but so I was there for like two years and then I moved over to the Washington Post Express, which is a wonderful paper down in D.C. published by the Post. Mm-hmm. After that, I... Uh, I mean, the jump up to here, and I'd be celebrating nine years come uh, January. That's awesome. So, yeah. Congratulations. Now, what was, give, me, give me some famous folks that you've had the pleasure of interviewing. I'd say that, I mean, I've, I've sat face-to-face, like right now with you, with uh, George Clooney. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Wow. Um, I've interviewed Nicole Kidman. There's a handsome joke in there somewhere <laughs> with the George Clooney, with the George Clooney uh, thing. Nicole Kidman, yeah, go ahead. She's great. And uh, one of my favorites, William Shatner. Ah yes, um, Bob Barker, which is that. That's yeah, you know, it's, it's a big one. The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> At the end, I totally let him on. I was like, "So, is there anything else you wanted to add?" And he goes, "Well, I always end it with please have your you know pet spade or newt." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted him to do, just for me." And there's no point. You're not putting it in the story. It's just I was like, "Just take it to me." That's all I want. I, if and, you know. Yeah. One of the things I mentioned uh, is that the Patreon, you can get access to my full interview archive, and I have the full interview of Kevin Bacon, and the only thing I think I really cut out that I didn't either put on this show or in that article <laughs> was me talking Knicks basketball with him. Because <laughs> I, I, that was just me personally. I was like, I was like, I want to know everything about your Knicks love. I'm a big Knicks fan, so that was it. But I was like, yeah, that's never making it into an article, and that's never, you know, we didn't, we didn't air that part on the air here. Uh, but I needed to know. Like, I needed to know what he thought about the, the you know, Kristaps Porzingis, <laughs> the Derek Rose trade, you know, so we, we definitely uh, did that. Welcome at CSK69. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire live radio show. And, all right, so now we've got your background, some of the famous, who are the famous folks you had the displeasure of interviewing? I'm going to name names. No, you don't have to. Um, uh, let's, let's say a certain actor or a certain actress and uh, maybe take it from there. Let's start with a certain musician, um, okay. which is typically, I actually took a hiatus um, for years mm-hmm. for writing my music um, because I just, some, not all of them, but some musicians are very difficult to deal yeah. with and uh, that, that had to end quickly. Um, but a couple of, um, and the lead singer of an indie rock band with a, a month in the title. Okay. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that was a difficult one. Uh, another one with a uh, Canadian city name in the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were very uh, obnoxious. There's no <laughs> other way. It was an obnoxious interview. And uh, I, I've actually interviewed people before too, where um, it, it, it's been like just absolutely like a dead interview. Like I, I think there was <laughs> it, like you keep feeding him questions. I think it was. What was the the article I did was for from Gym Class Heroes I think it was mm. and and I mean awesome guy like really nice guy but like I would keep asking him questions and it would be like leading questions and they would just yeah. come back with well that's why we did it well what what about this well that's yeah we just you know we really liked it well, what about this how did you feel about well you know we just kind of, and so I mean sometimes it's like it's like getting like you know yeah. um it, it's very very it, very very difficult so. Oh, All I, right. know. I know. Yeah, so we are talking with Scott Rosenberg, who is um, a, an entertainment editor uh, for New York City Paper. I am Mike Dolce, the host of your show as well. And um, we are talking Emmys now. We're going to go right into the Emmys here, too, because that was something that I thought was pretty exciting. Now, you don't watch Game of Thrones, correct? I do not. I do, I'm that one person out there who does <sighs> not watch Someone else besides me. Oh, nice. My, my trusty engineer, Sam, has also put his... his um, I've seen episodes of it. I actually I interviewed, I think, um, the creator, Benoff. Is that his name? What, uh, yeah. Year, years ago. What else did he do? He did some other work, um, right? He did uh, 25th Hour, I want to say, that you directed that. 
So Tom Hutchison just chimed in. Yay, no Game of Thrones for me either. Hmm. See, so there are people out there okay. that are missing the best show on television, <laughs> like in the history of television. To quote Office Space, I wouldn't say I've been missing it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's true. Like, it really is. So here's the funny thing, right? So... Yes, a, a spot of Premier Stark. Game of Thrones is epic. They're absolutely right. So, for anybody just joining us, this is uh, Secrets of the Sire. We are a weekly radio show slash podcast. We talk about this a lot of good geek stuff. And um, so, I want to get your take on the Emmys uh, in general. I mean, you're not really much of a TV guy though, but you're you're in the world though. You're in the universe. So, I mean, I, I edit it a lot. Right. I, I mean, I watch a lot of TV. I mean, yeah. But I can't say I'm like. You know, I watch what I like. I don't necessarily watch what I you know what the important shows are because i don't need to write about it as much i get you which so. shows which shows are you watching right now right now um like your 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 top top on your dvr you said gotham before i'm digging gotham that show just keeps getting crazier and crazier so here's the thing yeah. i you don't watch game of thrones i don't i don't watch gotham okay tell me why in 30 seconds why i should be watching gotham first off it's batman <laughs> and that should be, why should you do anything well batman's involved that's the simple answer there the reason why you should watch it is because they it's a unique take on it. Mm-hmm. They've done really creative things with the villains. And it's nuts. Like it's just insane what's happening. The leads are great. Mm-hmm. Um Donald Logue and um the guy from the OC I'm terrible. Yeah, that guy. I, yeah, I He's really I good. Yeah, yeah. Uh and, and especially <laughs> the guy who the, the penguin and the riddler there. I mean, what they're doing with them is, is spectacular. That's that's I, so we had Keith McCormick, who's a super fan. He's also my cousin. He was on last week. Uh, so we had this really great show last yeah. week. We had three um, Uber fans of all this stuff. I had I invited them on the show, and they had to convince me of a show to watch. And and then we would let then we would let our panel of, of judges here decide which show I should be watching. They said Stranger Things. Do you watch Stranger Things at all? I'm two episodes in. My wife didn't like it, so I have to watch it on my own. Really? Which makes it harder. Really? Yeah, now, do you and your wife watch TV together a lot? Is that a big con- thing? Always. always yeah. See, th- you, uh, we got to get my wife on here, and we got to <laughs> figure this out here. This is like, this is prime TV. Like, this is prime bonding in, in general. Yeah. Like, we, we actually, I had a friend of mine, and I was telling her, I was like, yeah, me and my wife, we really don't watch a lot of TV together. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, how do you even have a marriage? Like, like, that's the only time we see each other is when we're sitting watching our shows together. So, yeah, no, that's our, that's our big thing. We actually, um, we, we, use, we do watch Game of Thrones together, though, so yeah. I'll give you in 30 seconds why okay. you should be watching what it. What do you got? Do you love Lord of the Rings? Uh, oh, God, that's, that's a really, it's a bad one right off the bat. I mean... I'm just saying it's, ba- it's bad on my part. I didn't actually, you know... The movies, are, I mean, the movies are fine. I, you know, there's a lot of walking left and walking right. You know? This is very true. I, I can't deny that. But, okay, so it, this is like 50 million times better than Lord of the Rings. Okay. It's kind of like... <laughs> It's kind of like the Sopranos in medieval times, mm-hmm. where everyone is, vi- is, is is kind of like fighting for control over an empire. But meanwhile, it's also The Walking Dead, because there's this army of zombies that is actually slowly, methodically, over six seasons, been marching and gaining power and strength. So you have... A lot of walking. Yeah. Is, well, yeah, they've actually been... Well, they've been kind of like... They've been kind of like hovering, so I don't know. All right, when we come back, we're gonna t- we're gonna dive into the Oscars, be- uh, not the Oscars, the Emmys, because I'm curious to know why none of the Game of Thrones actors won anything, and I want to get your feedback on this. So when we come back, we'll be talking Emmys, and then we're gonna talk our Marvel Netflix debate. Jessica Jones, Daredevil. We've got a lot of user feedback on that when we return. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And and welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. It's a, on TalkingAlternative.com. We talk comics, movies, TV, and today we're actually going to do TV. Um, that's going to be the big one today. And we're welcome. We're joined in studio by Scott Rosenberg from AM New York. Um, his opinions, though, are completely independent from AM New York and have no representation of the company whatsoever. We always have to do that little little disclaimer. Save your job. I don't want to get you fired because you you get me you get me good work. So <laughs> I be, this that. is what we're really trying to trying to keep you on there. So all right. So we were talking about the Emmys 2016. So we were actually off the air. We're going to bring this conversation on the air. And, and my engineer Sam asked, "What were the big surprises?" Um, and you had mentioned a couple a couple surprises. I actually thought uh, Rami Malek winning for Best Actor was a surprise, but you don't think so? Well, I mean, it's a surprise that he got it. I mean, there's always big names there, but. That is a mo- That's a TV show that has been so critically acclaimed, and everybody's talking about it. Is it amazing that it's a USA show? Like, isn't it amazing? Like US, like USA, you would not think. You know, you think that's uh, like the yeah. home of like um, what was the what was the TV show that that was uh, Psych. Psych. I loved Psych. Psych was a great show, but again, that's like USA material, so it's kind of. I'm, I'm not using a, any information in front of me, but I'm pretty sure at the very least, um, Tony Shalhoub got lots of nominations for Monk. Oh, that's and right. He might have, he, yeah. I'm sure he probably won it at least one. I mean, I'm not sure. Actually, I have no idea. No, no. But, I think he did win. Actually, yeah, all right. See, this so. is this is the kind of insight that. And Monk is a great show, by the way. Oh my God, so good. Yeah, no. A lot of a lot of people. I never watched it, but my Watch parents it. my parents loved that show. I, my mom was the one who showed it. She, I was up at my parents' house, and they're like. I was like, watch this with me. I'm like, okay. What do you and think of um, best actress? You were talking Tatiana. Uh, yeah, for Orson, Orphan Black. I mean, that was. You know this, and this is kind of the same thing with Mr. Robot. It's it's a it's a genre show. Yeah, and they often, you know, everyone wants you know your crime thrillers and your your doctor shows and your mm-hmm. legal shows and all those things. To have the genre show like that, you know, actually win something is, yeah. is a shock. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of Julia Dreyfus winning again? I think this is her fifth straight time for Veep. Is like she is she the only funny female on television? Is that well? No, no. To be very clear, there are many funny females. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into that. I, I, there are you tons. Can, I'll be offensive. You don't have to. Okay. Women are not funny. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, at Doggy Man. So he gets to hear that one. <laughs> so we get some great, we get some great Periscope yeah. people that actually come on too as well. But yeah. so no, all right. So why does she keep winning? Well, and this is this is a common thread throughout all you know uh, award shows. Familiar names do well. Mm-hmm. You have voters, and 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 I'm not a voter, and and. You know, I'm not speaking, I'm speaking broadly, but, you know, a lot of times, you know, you're like, all right, oh, yeah, she's great. I love her. I'm just going to check the vote. And, you know, yeah. you know, I love Blackish, right? And and uh, I was just looking at Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah. So she's amazing. And, and that's who I would have picked to win. Yeah. But people might say, well, I don't know. Who's that? Or maybe she, you know, she hasn't, she hasn't put her dues in or whatever. Or they're is. racist. No, I don't know. I'm, I don't just, I'm, just, I'm just, see, I get to throw be. the blanket statements out because yeah. I have no, uh, you know, repercussions yeah. whatsoever. It's my show. I get to do it. <laughs> Um, well, no, but I mean, look, I mean, you have uh, the one actress I thought that was actually going to give her a run was Amy Schumer mm-hmm. because I mean, Amy Schumer's the, I mean, talk about like notable, but I guess she does. She turns a lot of people off, I guess. She right? does. She does. Yeah. And it's also a variety show. And good point. Traditionally, that has not done great in recent years. Good point. Good point. All right. Lead actor in a comedy series. I have no problem with Jeffrey Tambor winning, but not for a comedy. Oh yeah, maybe the first season was more of a comedy, but as that show went on, it's less and less of a comedy. I mean, it's really dealing with. I mean, it's it's transparent is dealing with a lot of social issues that are mm-hmm. going on right now, which is groundbreaking. But it's I wouldn't call that'd be like like having like Six Feet Under be like a, a <laughs> like a comedy. Like that's the way I look at it. I I feel like there's it's not a comedy. Like, um, like The Martian for uh, best best comedy. Do you ever watch Last Man on Earth? Oh, I do. It's a great show. Uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't really? do it. Really? I just, I love the, I, I, no, sorry. I love the first, like, three episodes, and then Will Forte just got on my oh. nerves. But that's the point. So he's supposed, bad. He's supposed to get on your nerves. By the way, at my desk, yeah. uh, they send all the swag crap out to you. I have one of the volleyballs with the face drawn oh. sitting on my desk. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I like that he got nominated, though. I think that was really good. I thought that Aziz Ansari getting nominated oh, was really good. That show good. was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, well, he got a writing, he got a writing, uh, Oh, win win for something yeah yeah the parents episode which is re- i mean that's have you watched it no oh no it's, season it's one i watched and not season two of the ansari show oh no no not ansari no, oh, i was oh, talking yeah. about well last man on earth i, I watched oh, season yeah. one but no i haven't seen i heard on i heard that show is great oh it's amazing okay it's, so it's really really smart. master of none that's what yes. it's called so we gotta definitely master of none. now i was actually hoping thomas middlich of silicon valley would win because 
if anybody's not watching Silicon Valley, go watch it. You're not watching Silicon. So you just maybe just don't have HBO. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I, do, I do have HBO. You know, <laughs> he's like, well, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't watch Veep. I don't watch anything on HBO because I don't have HBO. You jerk. Why did you invite me no. on? Let's talk about Game I of Thrones. I have it. They gave it to me for free with my thing, but I don't want to never watch it. Oh, watch Silicon Valley. And okay. it's actually. I like all the people on it. We're going to talk about this a little bit later in the segment, though. And it's cr- it's creator, though, is Mike Judge, mm-hmm. who is Office Space, who's yep. Idiocracy, who's Beavis and Butthead. I mean, awesomeness. Go watch it. It's an amazing, amazing. All right, show. all right. I, I can't. I, actually, it's I'll, easier to sell me on that than Game of Thrones. Well, Game of Thrones, you need a weekend. You need to put a weekend in because I guarantee you get through the you first. Have to take notes and. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. I mean, you should, but you don't have to. No, when when that when that show first premiered and I got the thing mm-hmm. from them, there was this like large fold out like family tree thing, and I'm like. I'm not doing homework to watch a TV show. <laughs> but this is this is the funniest thing too, right? Like, so my wife read all the books. So this was going to be our show, and it is yeah. now our show. Now that they've actually usurped the books, mm-hmm. like now she's back into watching it. Um, but I watched the first episode, and I thought, okay, the first episode is really cool. It ends in a cliffhanger. It was. It was I watched first couple, right, yeah. and, and and it's it's good. But then the next four episodes are all just backstories. So this is for Tom Hutchison, who's watching, who doesn't watch Game of Thrones. Um, I get it. There is there is some <laughs> like you do have to put a little work into it, but mm-hmm. it's like. It's like going to the gym, though. You go for a little bit, and then you start seeing the dividends like later on. Um, once we got through episode five, though, I and then my and then I realized my wife wasn't going to watch it with me. I just I just crammed as much as I could. I got through the first like two seasons in a weekend, um, and then just in time for season three. And I've been hooked ever since. So you, you got to watch that. But um, that's kind of where we're at, though, with with the Emmys, though. Like I'm, you know, if, if it was OJ. Um, oh, and then yes, okay. A, a spot of premiere Stark says Samuel L. Jackson does a funny all-season update video, um, yeah. and uh, that you got to watch too because that's actually hilarious. Because he'll actually give you the entire recap of everything you missed for six seasons, <laughs> and at the same time, just catch up. He's Samuel L. Jackson, which is yeah. which is awesome. Um, so we had some we had some funny Periscope people on before wondering about my hairline, and I have the Stephen A. Smith hairline, which is which is good. You know, I don't know, you know, I don't know if we go to the same barber or whatever the case is. So <laughs> we get these Periscope comments in that come in, but hey, keep coming in with comments. Uh, Tom Hutchison said he likes the Dragon Girl. Yeah, we all we all like we all like the Dragon Girl. <laughs> now, did you hear about the story that Joey Tribbiani, I, you know, he's Matt LeBlanc, but yeah. Joey Tribbiani from Friends, um, everyone was kind of like upset with him because he apparently was creeping on Amelia Clark. At the Emmys, no. saying I have to catch up on Game of Thrones because I want to see you naked. And <laughs> That's wonderful. But the funny thing is, though, wonderful. apparently, though, like he was getting slammed. But apparently, they were on a show together. Um, it was like a BBC talk Episodes? show or something like oh, that. Oh, no, 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 a BBC talk show, and she was hitting on him during the <laughs> talk show. And so I guess they had this like like playful exchange. But then he got ripped, you know, because they they didn't understand the context of it. I guess there's this playful flirting going back and forth. I would love to see those two get together though. Like what? A, she what can a do creepy, his show. What a oh, right. What a creepy. Uh, what a creepy. No, no, it would be creepy. Good for him. How you doing? How can you not like Matt? Do you watch episodes? I I watch I watch a good portion of it. I love it's, it. It's oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I love that show. I thought the first season was was just excellent though. All right. So the question is, why don't the, uh, why did the all of the Game of Thrones people get snubbed though? They won all the act. They won all the writing awards. They won the best show, which they should have. I, I don't care what anybody says. There's no. There's really nothing better out there. Uh, oh, supporting actor. Before we talked about that though, you were talking about Bloodline. Ben Mendelsohn. What show is? We, have you ever even seen that? I have not seen. It's a Netflix show. It's one of the rare ones that they canceled. Which <laughs> I think I was reading. I think that's only the third. I'm not talking about the cartoons or whatever. I don't know. What yeah, yeah. But like in terms of like they're actually like their dramas that they put out. Mm-hmm. It's only the third one that got canceled. See, and this is the funny is. thing about it too, right? Like, so Joe Mulvey, a mutual friend of sure. ours, was like, "I'd love to see the numbers on the Netflix shows, but Netflix will never release their numbers." They released something. Don't they like just release their subscribers? Yeah, like there's kind of like uh, viewership things. They'll kind of leak out a little bit of information. Yeah, on. like when it when it suits them. Yeah. So, but he beat out Kit Harrington, who I thought <laughs> deserved for Game of Thrones. Yeah. I thought of any season, he's gonna win. A, he's gonna win it because usually Peter Dinklage is unstoppable, and that's another reason to watch Game of Thrones. Though I love, I've interviewed him. He's amazing. Is he really? He is amazing. Tell me about Peter Dinklage. He is really funny. Okay. Um, my my favorite Peter Dinklage thing is a movie he did called Safe Men. You ever see that one? I have not. Nobody's seen it. You should go see it. <laughs> um, but the guy is. I mean, he's he's a he's like a very well trained actor. I remember at the time he it was for uh, uh, what was uh, one of the was it Prince Caspian or one of the one of the Narnia movies. Okay. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. And 
I was talking to him for that, and he was and he was like, oh, I'm going on to do Uncle Vanya, and I'm like, this this guy's an actor. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. so good, but he's also super fun. I mean, Elf, he's hilarious. Uh, you know what? It's funny. Tom Hutchinson yeah. just chimed in, Elf, just screaming. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, and he is. I mean, there's no question about it. He, um, ter- terrific actor, but I, you know he's very good at, though? He's very good at making fun of himself in a lot mm-hmm. of roles, too, though. Like, he, he definitely plays on the on the little person, you know, and he, and yeah. he takes on these. Like, uh, an elf is, is exactly what comes to yeah. mind, where, you know. Well, it's such a, I mean, that's the fact of the roles. I mean, it's a yeah. limitation of the roles. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why this guy can't be playing any role out right. there. No, no, he is but, incredible. You know, it comes down to, you know, it's the same thing with any kind of minority kind of thing. It's like, you have to get to the point where you're like, all right, it's not. You know, a black guy is a doctor. It's just he's a doctor who happens to be black. Ah, we talk about this all the time on our on our show, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go through and, and we're gonna run through some of these things because I agree with you 100. percent Except when it comes to publicity, the first thing that comes to mind, right? Star Trek. Sure. So I'll give you I'll give you a funny story in case in case I know you listen to the show, so you've probably heard this before. You listen to every single episode, every single minute of every episode. Um, tap your phone, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's a great. So I went to go see Star Trek with my dad. Sure. And it was a few weeks after, um, you know, the movie had come out, and we're exiting the theater, and he's like, "Hey, did you catch that little like nod to George Takai when they had, you know, uh, his character, you know, had a same-sex marriage?" He yeah. says, "I thought that was that was pretty cute." Now, the first thing I said to him was like, "Dad, we did a whole segment on this <laughs> on my show, so th- thanks for listening to the show." That was the first thing. But then, second, I thought his reaction was mm. perfect because he didn't read about it. He didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And he thought, like, what a cool little nod to it. However, you had John Cho going on all these talk shows and going on all I this publicity tours. It. Right. Yeah, I interviewed and him obviously it came up, right? I mean, obviously. Oh, I, I flat out asked him. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's one of the things. So, you know, it's funny when you say, like, oh, we want to we want to get through have it, talking about, like, you know, a doctor who happens to be black versus a black doctor. Yeah. Or, you know, in this case, like a like a gay couple but at the same time, like the media tends to point out, like, look at what they're doing. And this the is the first time I'm doing a, I'm doing the, a Trump hand motion. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna put that behind <laughs> so this is the first time it happened. You know, so like when when Janeway was the uh, was the captain of Voyager, that was the first female captain. Like the rumors now that there's going to be a female captain on Discovery. Uh huh. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter anymore. All right. Well, but uh, you know what? Though I guess it's the first time in the Star Trek universe this has happened. But I, I guess that's where we, you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum on our show. It's Have just you like, heard of the Star Trek fandom changing any little thing, doing anything? Yeah, it's, I guess so. I guess I yeah. guess you make a good point. But I guess in my in, in, in the argument we were making was my dad's reaction was perfect. My dad would yeah, not necess- perfect, My yeah. dad's would not if he had read about it beforehand would have been disgusted. <laughs> He would have really. He would have been disgusted. Yeah. He would have yeah. said, "Like, what are they doing? They're changing yeah. this, and blah, blah blah. They have to do this. They're pandering to this new market that's out there. Yada yada yada." Like, he would have come up with all the political reasons, mm-hmm. you know, to be dissatisfied with it. But because he didn't see anything or read anything and just watched it, he walked out being like, "Oh." And it was nonchalant. It was just there if you wanted to see it. Exactly. Otherwise, it was who cares. Exactly. All right. When we come back. You know, we didn't win actually answer the question as to why Kid Harrington didn't get it, but there is no answer. Peter Dinklage, he's going up against Peter Dinklage, too. Um, Look how long it took Lord of the Rings to win any, uh, on any acting awards, too. Funny you mentioned that. We got that in the comments. All right, when we come back, we're going to do a Daredevil versus Jessica Jones. We're going to hear your, um, you know, well, I'm pointing at Scott, but I'm actually meaning your, like, in the, in the camera. Uh, your comments, we've got a lot of comments going back and forth. What is the best show? I, I get this all the time. Daredevil versus Jessica Jones. Next. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. Uh, I'll try that again. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. Uh, we talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture at large. We talk issues. We talk fun stuff. Last week, we actually had a fun uh, debate. Uh, Stranger Things versus Doctor Who versus Archer. Three fans picked their favorite show. Well, not their favorite show, but a show that I should be watching that I'm not. Um, and, and we almost gave it to Doctor Who um, because uh, Brian pledged our Patreon page that night. So, uh, you know, he was the one representing Doctor Who. Uh, but I don't. I, I, I just. I don't want. To, do you watch Doctor Who? Are you a Doctor Who guy? We're, we're joined by Scott Rosenberg from AM New York. For anybody just joining us, I've I watched it. You know the problem. I really want to be a Doctor Who guy, but there's so much. The yeah. nerd in me is like, I have to watch all of it, so I'm watching <laughs> it in order. And I'm like, half of it's and, not even recorded. And we and never saw Scott ever again. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like, you'll be like the Leo DiCaprio. You'll be like Howard Hughes. You'll be like with the growing fingernails yeah. and the beard. I've watched enough to say I do have a favorite Doctor Who, and it's Dave Tennant, which I don't think is. Uh, what a segue. I know. Wow, look at this guy. All right. He's doing good. So, yeah. So, one of the things we also talked about, I did a poll last week, and we're going to launch a poll at the end of tonight. We're going to run it up the poll. Um, was what's, what's the best Marvel show out there? And we got a 50% split Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Now, do you watch Daredevil or De Jessica Jones at all? Yes and yes. Okay. What's, what, if you gun to your head, which show are you watching? Like, like, as, as like, like the better show? I would, Jessica Jones. All right. Why? I you know and I, I well first of all I think it's a great show it it, it kind of works better to me as a narrative like mm -hmm. the problem the problem with Daredevil is and and I'm not someone who like shies away from watching ultra violence but like it's like you know was it 13 episodes and 10 of it was a fight scene yeah and Good point. you know and it just uh, there was a more of a plot line in in the Jessica Jones and I was I'm shocked because I was not expecting that I was like oh, I don't know if I care or not I read the comics back in the day but like. I was not expecting to like it. And well, I was just, just going to ask you: Did you read Alias? And and oh yeah, I yeah was reading, Alias was an I was amazing it comic, right? Back in the, oh, it was amazing, amazing yeah. comic. So we ha we actually got a bunch of comments here, and this is the funny thing, right? Daquan Ch uh, Kane, both have their strengths, but Daredevil gets my vote. It adds more to the universe. Uh, Jack O'Donnell, who was on last week uh, supporting Archer. Daredevil is more of an action thriller, while Jessica Jones is more of a psychological drama. Daquan is right. Dee, Dee mm -hmm. brings more into the universe, and Jessica Jones is awesome, but more of a backstory kind of deal for her and Luke Cage to bring their characters in. So I, I guess he's saying it took more to get Jessica Jones up to, up to par and introduce Luke Cage at the same time. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I don't think that's unfair to say. Yeah, okay, so I said, "Gun to your head, which show are you watching over the other?" I know Mark Brooks last week was saying Jessica Jones, but he he knows he can't make it tonight, so he's not gonna be able to jump on. But Pat Chan, uh, Xenoscope writer, uh, I haven't seen either of these beyond the first episode of Daredevil, but the concept, promotion, and hype behind Jessica Jones would make me lean toward that one. Uh, do you think there's? Do you think that Daredevil having a more established root in the in the universe gives it an advantage or disadvantage over something like a Jessica Jones? Well, I would say, you know, it, it depends on the person. Yeah. I think it's harder to sell on someone who doesn't like comics or doesn't read it. It's harder to sell Daredevil because it's a guy in a red costume. Well, they know. wisely wait till the end to put him in the yeah. red costume. Which, by the way, the, the costume is my least favorite thing of that. I thought Daredevil was an ama uh, amazing. Oh, it's great, yeah. Amazing. And that costume to me, while it made sense because it had to defend against, yeah. you know, I, I get it from a from a from a rational explanation standpoint like okay i need i'm not wearing a costume to wear a costume i'm wearing body armor and it just happens to look like a costume and like i get it but they did a wise thing not putting him in costume mm -hmm. till the end so in that regard yeah. all right so we had tom hutchison who's on who's on our periscope feed as well he come he left me in stitches here i am struggling to get through daredevil season one jj is just a no-go for me after four episodes now tom hutchison has been on the show before he's a comic book creator he's with big dog inc um who's also it's part of a uh, aspen Comics. so he's out there he's he's got i mean he's he's legit here this street level stuff just leaves me bored beyond belief daredevil has had maybe two decent episodes out of the 11 i've seen i've hated every minute of jessica jones so i guess if i had a pick i'll pick daredevil <laughs> <laughs> and then he wrote shoot me uh, and then, and then later on, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forward down here a little bit. So I finally finished Daredevil season one. Ended with a bang for sure. I'd say of the 13 episodes, about five are watchable, especially for any repeat viewings. JJ is terrible. DD wins, but I'd still rather watch nothing if I had, <laughs> if I had only these to choose from. <laughs> so, Tom, you're awesome. I actually said that on the commenting feed. If you guys want to get in on this, I actually, I do cheat here actually. And yeah, he just, he just chimed in. He is uh, laughing um, as well through the Periscope. You can periscope us. Uh, my Twitter feed is at Michael underscore Dolce. I am your host, Michael Dolce. That's how you 
kind of get the connection there. Um, or you can go on the Facebook feed, uh, which is facebook.com slash secrets of the sire. Um, I, I got to, you know, I got to be honest, though. Like, I agree. It's not, I, I would never want to repeat view Daredevil or anything yeah, like no. that. It's, it's they, like they don't, those, have, they don't hold up. To no. No. I mean, it's like one of those things where you just experience it kind of going in. And, and that's where I, you know, I seem to get it. So I, at least in that regard, I can kind of like agree with him on that. Uh, we got a lot. Oh, so I was saying, you know, if you ever want to jump in in the comments, I do cheat. I actually just put this on my personal Facebook page because I have more industry insiders who, you know, who will see my posts, essentially. That's how Facebook works. I mean, it's, we're gonna, you know, I'll, I'll put my, I'll put my web guru hat on another <laughs> night and tell you about all that kind of stuff. But um, Deborah Crane, who was a guest, she chimed in. She's a Sailor Moon writer. Um, she thinks Daredevil's a better written show, but I love me some David Tennant. So, so talk, talk to me about David Tennant in the show because I haven't gotten through Jessica Jones. I just finished Daredevil season one because I'm, I'm, I'm an awful, I'm an awful expert um, on all things that, uh, <laughs> that I haven't caught up. But, but I watch Game of Thrones. See, yeah. so it evens out. See how you it don't all have time to do anything else because you have to watch <laughs> that over and over again. Well, not only do I not have again. time, but Game of Thrones is, it's, 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 it's such a drainer. Like in a good way, like I have to like sleep for like a week after because it's just it's like after it's like a shower. It's like who's dying this week and who's what's going. Oh my god, it's terrible. We're welcome, welcome at Domini, um, Domini Piquito. Did I get that Domini Picotico? Oh, that's it. There we go. So I love I love announcing the names. I'm gonna butcher them, but you know I love announcing them at the same time. All right, so um, talk to me about David Tennant. Well, he plays the Purple Man, which is a, mm-hmm. a really it's a really interesting character. You can kind of just tell people what to do and they do it yeah and it just it's so diabolical in my head i and have that power but i don't actually <laughs> have work. that power no it doesn't work. and he just i mean it's just like it's it's like if you think about it i mean like that person can stop superman mm-hmm. if they were in the same universe that person can stop captain america like they can just say stop or go walk off there's a, a scene where he's like go walk off the building Oh yeah, and they do, and it's just that's, it's that's straight so out of the Alias comics. See, that's the nice yeah. part is I read all so the comics diabolical. that they're all based off. So this stuff is all very familiar to me, which is really great. Um, David Nieves chimed in, Daredevil. I really wanted to like Jessica Jones, but I really hated the B in Apartment Twenty Three. <laughs> great, great comment from David Nieves. Uh, so Tenant is the only draw to JJ for me, but I can't sit through the stuff that isn't him. So, and that's what Tom Hutchinson said as well. So, um, Tenant is the draw and the only reason to watch the show. Do you agree with that? No. No. I thought that thought she was really good too. See, but I, I, Kristen Ritter, and that's the thing. Again, I haven't seen much past like the first episode. I'm gonna get through that. That's my that's my you know new assignment that I'm gonna get through. But uh, I don't see her as alias, and I, I didn't either. Right? Which I was surprised. Does she does she work her way in? Now, I mean, you're a great you're a great reference point for this because you've seen and you've read, so you you know the character. Um, I kind of felt the same way about Charlie Cox, though, too, as Daredevil. Originally, when I first saw him, like mm. saw the pictures, I'm like, eh. Yeah. And, uh, oh, hey, hello, James IRL. What's up from Ireland? All right, so we got people from all over. James, you're, you're on Secrets of the Sire. We are a weekly radio show. This is live on TalkingAlternative.com, and we're on Periscope. We're on Facebook. We're joined by Scott Rosenberg from AM New York, and we're talking Daredevil, and we're talking Jessica Jones. Um, how does Kristen Ritter hold up, you know, again, compared to the comic book character? Well, okay. First, off, I want to point. Out, I read those comics. I mean, like when they came out. Sure, I've, same I've here. not revisited them since, so my memory is not perfect. But I, you know, she was not who I envisioned for. I felt someone older. Mm-hmm. Uh, she seems wayfish. I've someone a little tougher. Yeah. And but she just does such a good job with it. I mean, it was such a defining role for her. I mean, yeah. I remember her from Veronica Mars and. And and you know she was good there, but like here, you know, like this is like a defining, a career defining role for her. Yeah, no, it really and is because she's been in everything that's else got canceled. <laughs> like I think she's been like two or the two or the three other things, and she's always just been canceled. So um, in that regard, she's definitely uh, she's definitely got that. Yeah. Uh, Keith McCormick, who uh, was uh, again one of our super fans last week, who came in and won the won the debate because I'd rather watch Stranger Things. That's really what it came down to. I didn't want to watch Doctor Who. I've seen Archer, and I'm like, I like Archer, but. You know, uh, he says I'm Team Daredevil. I think the tone, acting, quote a parenthesis, foggy is okay, and action are some of the best in the Marvel universe. All said, I haven't um, seen JJ. I've heard David Tennant is the best Marvel. <laughs> now, uh, this is where autocorrect came in. He wrote, uh, "Is the best Marvel Chilean since Loki." <laughs> since Loki. <laughs> and then he, wrote, <laughs> and then he wrote, um, "Haven't seen all episodes of Jessica Jones." You know. And best villain, not Chilean. <laughs> Although maybe he's a Chilean villain, you know, who knows? I mean, this is the beauty of autocorrect here. Um, I mean, I guess I guess the takeaway here, do you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at all? 
I do. I, I was kind of off and on it with, but I I, uh, I actually just watched the the debut last night. Okay, so I don't spoil it for me because uh, myself and and Jack O'Donnell, who was also on the show before, we have to get through last season. We're, we're like six episodes left. It's just yeah, I know. Yeah, I was. I also was not done with it, and I was like, ah, who cares? What, what about our, yeah? What about our Periscope people? Is anybody else out there watching Agents of Shield right now? Brian McCurdy, who just joined. Uh, Brian Phillips, I know you're on. Do you watch Agents of Shield at all? Is it, you know, any good? Any good? Any good? We're gonna look for comments as well too. Would you say Agents of Shield, Daredevil, Jessica Jones? Which one? Which one are you liking the best? Oh, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones over Agents of Shield too. Yeah. Okay. I want to like Agents of Shield. Don't a lot you? More. I know. I know. And I think the biggest problem with that show, and I think they kind of. I mean, in my opinion, they they kind of take take that on in this new. I'm, it's not a surprise who the who the new character is on it, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, you can say so Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider's yes, on yeah. it, and yeah. and I think the biggest problem is that you had three seasons of that show, and like two recognizable Marvel characters. You got Deathlock and was in season one, yeah, and, and absorbing sort man. of season two. Yeah, you did have yeah, Absorbing Man, was which there. was good. Who was um? There was uh, yeah. I'm not even gonna bother with getting into that. Um, a spot of premiere Stark actually chimed in that not happy about the Inhuman deal. Um, for anybody out there, and I'm sure you know this as well. You know, Inhumans are basically taking over as X-Men characters. Yeah, well, that's that's all business. That's, that's all business because Marvel does not want Marvel wants their characters back, so they're trying to they're trying to sabotage. They're Fox. Ne- well, the- We'll never get the X-Men back. They'll never get it back, but... Um, oh, Jersey Jedi, I love the first season of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I lost it midway season two. Interested to see Ghost Rider, though. I think Ghost Rider's going to bring yeah. a lot of people into it. He's really cool. Is he? Okay, it's good. Really, and it's based on the new comic that they did. Okay. And it's it's a really... I mean, it's. I don't think it's hard to say it's the best filmed interpretation of Ghost Rider, but... That's, that's not hard to do yeah, when you have like, Nicolas yeah, Cage yeah. Uh, as your... As your <laughs> you know... And you have the guy who directed the original Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. Yeah. You know, it, was it Mark Steven Johnson? Yep. You know, it's not that hard to beat. It's, it, no. <laughs> you know, that's, it, I have this thing on the show called Van Helsing Expectations. Yeah. Um, so when I, when I watched Van Helsing the movie, um, <laughs> my expectations were so low because everyone told me it was so awful. I actually really liked the movie. Like, I, I went and I was like, this is not that bad. Like, this is not the worst movie I've ever seen. And likewise, I was talking to somebody about the Blair Witch Project. I was talking to Nevin Frederick, who, uh, who also uh, watches the show and chimes in on all our fun little Facebook comments and stuff. And he was saying the new Blair Witch, but we were talking about Blair Witch, and I said, you know, when did you see the original Blair Witch? Because he says that the sequel that's out right now is better than the original. I said, is it, or is it the fact that when you saw the first one, you knew about it, or you'd heard it was the greatest horror movie you'd ever seen. Because my expectations, I saw Blair Witch when it was just kind of like a, it was like opening night, this is back when we were like 17 years old, or 18, or 19, whatever, and all you did was go to the movies, because that's all you could do, just get out of the house. And I was completely creeped out by it. But then people later on, like a week or two later, their expectations were so raised that they're like, shit's not that is not scary like this is not you know so you know is it, is it just an expectation thing well i mean you know i think that's always part of it i mean also the spoilers get out there and uh yeah you know, it's like blair witch i mean that the whole ad campaign with that it was like it was such it was well, so it wasn't blair witch yeah. that was the whole thing they announced it at comic-con like a month before that hey this this untitled horror movie that we have is really you know blair witch i Project, mean so I that's not an opinion I've read a lot. That most people I read said it was terrible. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. well, that's the beauty of an opinion, right? <laughs> Everyone's got one. All right. When we come back, we are going to go spinning the racks. We're going to do our daily news roundup. Uh, is Harley Quinn going to be a lesbian in her spinoff movie? We'll find out next. <laughs> You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com 
welcome back, Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week, TalkingAlternative.com. Welcome back, Espada Premier Stark. Thank you for joining us every week, too, and, and Jersey Jedi and Tom Hutchinson for joining us as well, too. We got I love the regulars. I love anybody who, who jumps on. If you want your name shouted out across the internet, back our back our show. Go to uh, MichaelDolce.com. It'll take you to our Patreon page. Uh, we got some really cool um, rewards and awards and all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, we're joined here by, and I'm going to flip it around, Scott Rosenberg from AM New York. He is a member of the... New York media. He's the entertainment editor, so he's an expert in all things. And we were just dishing backstage uh, about Suicide Squad. And um, in general, Suicide Squad, you're you're furious with Zack Snyder in general. But Suicide Squad wasn't Zack Snyder. No, it was not Zack Snyder. Um, I don't say I'm furious with it. I was, I think, disappointed. Yeah. You know. Well, I don't, you know, I don't get mad. Like it's a <laughs> someone makes a bad movie. Well, but he's making a bad universe. Oh, he is. See, so he's he actually sure his his uh, you know clutches are kind of like they're clawing into 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 and tons of different things. Especially when you look at the TV shows that are amazing. I know. And then you have these movies, and you're like, guys. Well, you saw Tyler Hoechlin. I think that's how you pronounce it. Hoechlin, whatever. He's the new Superman, and yeah. he kind of he kind of took a shot. Like it was an indirect shot, but it was a direct shot at the same time. He's kind of like. He's like, yeah, our Superman's like not brooding and awful. <laughs> so, you know, definitely a good thing there. So, all right. So, Suicide Squad was definitely the uh, was look. I, I I would call it a hit though, right? I oh, mean, it was a huge hit. Tons of money. It, it you know what it is though. I mean, Superman made a ton of money, but mm-hmm. compared to what they put into it, it actually really maybe evened out at most. And it and it had such a that's all that's all bookkeeping magic. The movie made money. It it did, but it also it also did not set the stage and it may, and caused the reshoots for Suicide Squad and it yeah. caused like a whole bunch of like ripple effects. Now, the only good ripple effect now, and I can't, and we've said this, I can't believe I'm saying this, Ben Affleck now is taking over. Oh, essentially. That's, a great, that's a great move. Amazing, right? Yeah, he's a great Absolutely director. amazing. He's a really, really good director. So, Harley Quinn though is the, now you did not like Suicide Squad. A lot of people did not um, from, a, from, a, from a movie standpoint. Again, I, I'm going to go into it or, I, you know, I'll go into it with Van Helsing expectations so I'll, I'll probably enjoy it immensely. Um, <laughs> but um, Harley Quinn was obviously the breakout character. Oh, she, and she was great in it. Margot she Robert is right. Really, really she's really, really. You know, she is like very fun too. She mm-hmm. was in uh, Focus, and I liked Focus a lot. I thought that was a really cool show. Um, but apparently, according to uh, some, so here's a couple things, right? One, she's now going to get her own spinoff movie, but she's also going to be in Gotham. Mm-hmm. So this season, the, the the directors were saying, the executive producers were saying that they will have. Um, you know her in there, and one fan theory on the rap says that Harley Quinn is actually going to be Barbara Gordon. Huh? What do you think about that theory? Now you're a Gotham guy, so this is I great. I, that's interesting. I'm okay. So, with it. I mean, you know, that show is again. I said before, like the show's nuts. So yeah. like bringing in a crazy idea, it's just it's just another thing they're going to do. And the fact that TV operates on its own universe is oh, very yeah. helpful, it's right? Its own, it's its own world. Yep. It's, everything there is its own different thing. It's like so Earth like, 3 or something, yeah. or Earth 12. Uh, they said Barbara's arc has been one of the most intriguing on Gotham because her comic book version is far more vanilla, marrying Jim and having a couple kids with whom, one of whom grows up to be Batgirl. Um, it's hard to imagine that sequence of events playing out in Gotham after everything Barbara's gone through so far. So that's why that's why they're thinking she might be Harley Quinn. But it's also worth noting that um, both on the TV version and the movie version, Harley Quinn might be dating Poison Ivy because, and uh, we'll do a little we'll do a little magic here. It said, uh, "What's it, Maggie Geha? Geha, who plays Poison Ivy?" Yeah, they're aging up because the Poison Ivy is a kid in the first season. And yeah, very weird, right? I read about that. Yeah, Somebody had a lot of problem with that too because they thought it was. You gotta let it go, people. Just uh, watch a TV show, enjoy it. I I agree with you. I agree. She said, uh, "says I would love, love, love to see Harley Quinn in the comics. She and Ivy." Uh, and Harley Quinn are very close. I don't know why she says she and Ivy, but that's her quote, not mine. In fact, I'm pretty sure in the comics they just formally announced that they're girlfriends. I would love that. I hope they do that one day. That would be great. And then Danny DePlacido of Forbes echoed that statement, and he hopes the same sex storyline can also be featured in the upcoming Harley Quinn spinoff. In the current run of comics, Harley is close friends with fellow sinister sex symbol Poison Ivy. In fact, it's heavily implied their friendship isn't quite platonic. It's possible that Harley's spinoff could focus on or feature a romance between the two. This may appear like pandering to teenage boys. Yeah, it is. Uh, And it is. (laughs) But introducing a same-sex relationship to a comic book film would be nothing short of groundbreaking. What do you think about that? Well, she's also in the comics pining after Power Girl all the time, too. Oh, is she? Okay, see. You could do a whole... 
I'm not a DC guy. I'm, I'm definitely, guy. and we welcome at Joey Schmo who just joined. Um, I love these names. I, I really do. You can always <laughs> you can find us on page on um, on Periscope at Michael underscore Dolce. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more of a Marvel guy. I've always been a Marvel guy. Are you a Marvel or DC guy? Uh, I would have to say in my heart, I'm a DC guy. It sounds it, and that's great. And see, that's what we oh, like I to have. Captain America, Sherlock. <laughs> that's good though. So tell tell me about Harley Quinn in the comics right now. In the comics, it's uh, Jim Palmiotti and Amanda Connor writing yep. it. It's, I mean, it's super fun. It's weird because they have like a Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad, which uh-huh. is like completely different character from the one in uh, her own comic. She lives in Coney Island. She's like a, she does roller derbies. Uh-huh. It's crazy. I mean, it's really, it's kind of all over the place. Uh-huh. It's super fun. Um, they really mine the, the location well, which, you know, which is right here in New York City. And, the, you know, it's a really cool, you know, because it's, it's, I mean, it's really Coney Island. Now, did she officially come out that she's dating Poison Ivy or is that, or is that still just a, uh, just kind of like in, in uh, like an innuendo it's or, an or inferred, yeah, implied. Vagueness. I'm sure it's done intentionally that way. Absolutely. Uh, but th- I don't think she's a lesbian. I think she's just, I don't know. Pansexual. Pansexual. What, pansexual. What pansexual. pansexual. So she's like Deadpool then. So she is exactly DC's Deadpool then. Yeah. And actually they have a Deadpool spoof in there now called the Red Tool. <laughs> um, and he, he looks just like him and all of his uh so in the comics deadpool's like word balloons are uh yellow yellow yeah his are in the shape of different tools <laughs> so like there's a saw and like a hammer like it's it's really it's really clever the best part about that is jimmy palmiotti actually wrote deadpool comics and he wrote it with our guest next week was buddy scalera who'll be joining oh, cool. us um as well too so i thought that's pretty funny i would say that if they do make that it, like you know, I, again, we were kind of talking about it with the with the John Cho Sulu thing too. It'll be groundbreaking. It'll be like a same sex relationship, you know, as the as the star of the as the star of the movie. And I guess yes, it's going to get all that press. But I always hate it when that press kind of usurps the enjoyment of the movie, and then it becomes like this political like device rather than a story. Yeah, I mean, it's totally going to do that because it's <sighs> like, oh my God, there's, you know, lesbian lead in this. And like, I can't believe, be, oh, it's so, oh, you know, and but, then meanwhile, it's like, oh, I hope, and they're all going to get on there and Margot Robbie's going to be like, I hope there comes a time when it doesn't matter what it is and I, they could just enjoy it for what it is. Like, that's John, it was John Cho's, like, canned response, <laughs> like, well, I, I wish this wasn't such a topic, but you can ask me all the questions about it and I'll yeah. tell you all about it. And yes, we did do a same-sex relationship and it's really groundbreaking and excellent and excellent and excellent and keep asking me about that. And yeah. I don't know, that's the way it feels like to me, so. I don't know. I mean, that's what the news, the news out of it will be that. But, you know, is it, unfortunately, we're still at a point in time where that, be, that that's a story. But somebody has to break it through and might as well just do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I, it, well, I, yeah. Again, the, the story itself would be awesome. But at the same time, it's and you know you're going to get the best part about that though is you're going to get exactly what the what the writer from Forbes kind of pointed out is it's going to be kind of seen as is this groundbreaking or is this like pandering then at the same time? Well, it also be seen like the what the million moms signing they're going to boycott it and sure you know they're going to pull all the Harley toys off out of Toys R Us. <laughs> you know it's not going to play well in small town America. No, yeah, no, it will not until they see it and then they're like, oh, we're going to go see it anyway to see how evil it is, and then they're going to all love it. All right, we are spinning the racks. We do this every week. We go through the news and notes of the uh, of the week leading up to our show. Our show is at eight p.m. Talking alternative every week. We have a an awesome awesome article. We were just talking about it behind the scenes. If you'd like to catch us behind the scenes, go to michaeldolce.com. Go pledge our um, or go back our uh, Patreon page, and you can become an executive producer, and you get the behind the scenes look as well as the live look and a whole bunch of cool stuff. Idiocracy to return to theaters <laughs> as election season reminder. Uh, the film is getting a one day release in multiple theaters by the Alamo Drafthouse chain of theaters. Um, <clears throat> for anybody who is unfamiliar with um, Idiocracy, it is basically uh, it's a cult film um, <laughs> which is routinely invoked by those watching presidential politics. Basically <laughs> is uh, <laughs> It, it's an amazing cult movie, though. It, it, I could see it in theaters being like kind of a little bit of a letdown, but it's one of those movies you watch I, over I and over again. It really the first the first viewing you were like blown away by it. Oh, immediately. I immediately. was blown away by the beginning. Yeah. I thought the story was like okay, um, but then the more and more I watched it, like it was like it, it's like Anchorman for me. I thought Anchorman now is like one of my favorite movies of all time. When I watched it the first time, I'm like, meh. 
Yeah, I know. I've, I've, we watch it. We've been, I've been quoting that movie for years. Oh, my God. So if anybody hasn't watched it, Luke Wilson, an average guy, wakes up 100, uh, hundreds of, 500 years later in the future to find the IQ of everyone in the U.S. is pretty low <laughs> because basically they had this great sequence, too. And Sam, you need to watch. I mean, we're giving you all the best parts. Sam hasn't watched this movie. Scott, my, Scott Rosenberg from AM New York, uh, my entertainment editor guest, has not seen Game of Thrones. It's okay. It's okay. I haven't seen Jessica Jones yet. We all have flaws. <laughs> um, but it, he basically wakes up 500 years in the future and Everyone's IQ is low because all the smart people um, are not procreating. They were waiting to have kids, and then all the the dummies just. Yeah, and then you have like the uh, you have the redneck hillbillies. There's that great scene where uh, the football player you know throws. I think he was the quarterback, right? So yeah, he, yeah. So he, he won throws, the big game. He throws the winning touchdown pass. He walks over to a bunch of cheerleaders. And goes, I'm a blank all of you. <laughs> 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 and then you see like these family trees, and you have the family tree of like the smart people are just stay where stay where it is. And his family tree goes just just multiplies <laughs> exponentially. And all of our top scientists are busy. Uh, finding cures for baldness, uh, finding ways to make erections last longer, that they're not actually uh, applying their science to anything. So by 500 what, years in the future... That is what they are doing now, too. Uh, I, I, that's why this movie is amazing. Um, real quick before we go, I saw this really disturbing um, sign. There's, there's, I'm, not, I'm not saying which way I'm voting or not voting or not voting at all because you know, the election sucks and the candidates suck. But I saw a Trump um, banner somebody had on their, um, on their lawn, and it said... Uh, Trump, a vote for Trump is a hand up and not a hand out. And, I, I, you know, that's a usual, that's a typical, like, you know, Republican message that, you know, we're not giving handouts to people. But it had Trump giving the Nazi sign, yep. like, essentially. And I was like, I was kind of disturbed by that. I got to be honest with you, you know, just to throw the idiocracy thing full circle. I, I don't think we should be advertising that kind of thing, right? I mean, is, 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 do you ever read V for Vendetta? Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the best comics of oh, all time, amazing. right? Oh, I'm right. Oh man! All right. So this has been a great show. I mean, Scott, we're done. This is it. Like That's it? this is an hour. Right. Amazing, an hour of your life you can never get back again. <laughs> and neither to any other of our viewers. We want to thank all our viewers who chimed in. Um, real quick, if anybody's watching South Park, you should. It's awesome. They rebooted the national anthem last week. We'll we'll talk a little bit more in depth about it. Uh, next week, next week we're going to continue our best of the best and dive into the DC universe. Which see, I should have had you on for the DC universe. Let me know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. uh, is Flash better than Gotham? What about Arrow and Supergirl? Does anyone even watch Legends of Tomorrow? I really am right curious. Here, right here. All right. right here <laughs> so he'll chime right in. And, it, and it's really crazy and fun. Plus, we're going to start prepping for New York Comic Con. We have a special Thursday night broadcast on um, on 7 p.m. Thursday night. So we're going to actually be doing two shows that week. I'm going to be exhausted because I'm also working New York Comic Con. We're going to have a former Deadpool writer and comic book school founder, Buddy Sclera, on to talk about his work and his upcoming panel at New York Comic Con. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you all, Brian Everham. Great show. Thank you for everybody who's chimed in. We will see you next week. <laughs> You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And and welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. 
Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 